The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson. Super Bowl 56 is concluded. It is all said and done. The Los Angeles Rams winning on a a game-winning touchdown drive, 23-20 over the Cincinnati Bengals in a very competitive uh, mostly penalty-free game. Of course, the flags didn't start flying towards the end. But regardless, Rams are your champions. There's a lot of fun stories to take away from this occasion. Uh, you know, of course, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., two superstar players, whether you love them or hate them, finding a uh, Super Bowl ring in a, in a new home. And, of course, the guys who have been there for some time. Uh, well, I, I mean, I have to add Von Miller to that too. It's been, it's been some time, uh, you know, and, and some of these other talented players like Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's been around for a while too. I guess he kind of fits into that first equation of guys who went to a new place, to look for a ring. Jalen Ramsey gets a ring. Aaron Donald, uh, you know, gets, finally gets his long way to ring. There's also rumors of him retiring at the end of the season, um, with that ring, but, um, but yeah, the, and, and so many more Andrew Whitworth, I, I would be, you know, I would be, should be shameful to, to kind of ignore him and, and so many others. Um, what a incredible story this, this, this season was for the Rams. They went all in, they went all in, they wanted their guy. They knew that they couldn't get the job done with Jared Goff. They got Matthew Stafford and everything just kind of worked out. The whole team came together and, the Rams have won their first Super Bowl since 1999. Excuse me. So, but, uh, you know, I definitely got to give some love to the Bengals. This was a really good game. I mean, it was a pretty solid game for them. Some weird uh, some weird play calling towards the end on that final drive. I don't necessarily know if I agree with it. Calling that draw, at, like, out of the shotgun, I I. I I'm not, I don't really get that. And of course the offensive line failed them, but, um, listen, Bengals fans, miraculous season, nothing to be ashamed of. It does hurt, you know, to lose, to be that close. And to lose, oh God, excuse me. Um, you know, in that former fashion, but Bengals fans, your team did something miraculous that, other teams in the AFC have been striving to do for some time and have invested a lot of time and capital and energy to try and, you know, get to the position you are all in. So absolute kudos to the Bengals. Uh, Let's take a look at the scoring drives for this game. Uh, Matthew Stafford hit Odell Beckham Jr. for the very first score of the game, 17 yards uh, for a touchdown, 7-0. I believe not too much longer after that, OBJ 
uh, hurt his leg, non-contact injury. I can't remember exactly when it happened, but um, but we didn't see much of OBJ after this uh, after this touchdown. Uh, the Bengals answer back with an Evan McPherson 29-yard field goal to go uh, to bring the score to seven to three, and then Matt Stafford at Cooper Cup for an 11-yard touchdown. Uh, to make the score 13-3. Second quarter, Joe Mixon passed to T. Higgins for six yards, 13-10 for the Bengals. Third quarter, Joe Burrow hits uh, T. Higgins for a 75-yard touchdown, 17-13 lead there. And then Evan McPherson, 38-yard field goal is good, 20-13 lead as we get to the home stretch. Matt Gay, uh, 41-yard field goal is good, 16-20. Uh Bengals in the lead as we get into the fourth quarter, and then Matt Stafford hits Cooper Cup on the one yard uh, for a one yard touchdown pass. A lot of penalties, a lot of uh, contact in this final situation. That didn't necessarily agree with some of the calls, and uh, but that's where we're at right now. Stats on this game: Matthew Stafford, twenty six of forty, two hundred eighty three yards passing, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Leading rusher was Cam Akers, thirteen attempts, twenty one. And uh, leading receiver, Cooper Cup, eight catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. For the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 22 of 33, 263 yards passing, and one touchdown. Leading rusher was Joe Mixon, 15 attempts, 72 yards. And leading receiver, T. Higgins, four catches, and 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Your Super Bowl MVP is Cooper Cup. So... Uh, lots to talk about as we get ready for uh, we all eyes ahead on the 2022-23 season. Uh, myself and Brian are going to have a fun episode for you guys tomorrow. No film study. Just FYI. Uh, we're going to enjoy. Oh, my God. Oh, I took a nap today, too. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so we're going to enjoy Valentine's Day with our wives. So we're going to do something quick, something fun. For well, for the episodes, I mean, not with our wives. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we're gonna do a tier game, uh, just to keep kind of keep it fun. And then, obviously, uh, in a couple weeks, oh, the following week, I will be gone. But we have we have some episodes pre recorded, yada yada yada, whatever. Super Bowl 56 is done, the season is complete, and we still have another half of the episode to go. Myself and Andrew Lenz, and our what if of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and now I am joined by my guy for our What Ifs NFL History. Andrew, welcome to the show. How you doing, my man? Not too bad. I'm just, does Amy know that I'm your guy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She's too busy. She's too busy making, making cookies and stuff making delicious well, food yeah i was gonna say <laughs> you still know talking. Uh, just treats once <laughs> i wasn't gonna offer you anyone <laughs> you were like here's a bag and i was like oh i gotta be polite and I actually offer him something <laughs> you were like i was like doing a little bit of a golem impression in my head going my, my precious <laughs> base oh i get it i get it um no yeah you're my dude you're my main dude um that's that's the way it is uh so today you know i obviously this is we just finished our super bowl and we're going all in on what ifs i wanted to do a fun a a fun one maybe a personal one for me that i mean you can ask andrew i was a little 
up and down. I was a little nervous about doing. I thought I felt a little selfish doing it, but it's something that I really, really haven't gotten a chance to delve deep into. Um, and it's it's definitely the most, as far as recency goes, this is going to be the most recent one we've ever done. Um, what if in NFL history? It's not like this big, huge moment in NFL history, but it, you know, for me, for just, and this is, it's nice when you can go back, right? You can go forward and go backward. We talked about, uh, you know, Tony Dorsett last week in 77. You know, when we first started, we did the Herbert Tua debate. Um, you know, which is which is relatively recent, but for me, this is a little personal for me, and I, I think uh, a little interesting. Uh, maybe it's interesting for some. I, I'm not sure yet, but it's current. And, and when you could do a what if moment when something's current, I think it's uh, I'm a okay with it. So today, I wanted to take a look at the Indianapolis Colts, my favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts, and see if they had maybe tried a little bit, gone a different route. Um, and held on to Philip Rivers for one more, at least one more season. Um, what would the Colts 2021 season have been uh, like? So first and foremost, I do want to acknowledge that, yes, Philip Rivers did retire at the end of the 2020 season. How, like, what, what, what's 100%? It? What's that? Is he still like on the retired list or is he like... He officially announced his retirement, but he did say this year that he would come back if need be. Um, But the thing is this, uh, towards the end of the press conferences at the end of the 2020-21 season, um, Rivers said, either I come back to the Colts or I retire. Two weeks, and they were going to sit on it, wait for about a month, and then discuss it. About two weeks after all these things were said, Philip Rivers announced his retirement. And all of a sudden, the, the the Colts, Frank Reich, Chris Ballard started this ultimate, um, this ultimate pursuit of getting Carson Wentz, trading him, uh, trading Philadelphia for his player rights, and looking into it. And I've always been skeptical of how it went down. I've always been skeptical. I know we don't really deal with a whole lot of rumor and innuendo. Uh, on this show, I mean, it's a what if show, so you can kind of go, I guess you kind of can. Um, but my current belief is that the Colts said, nah, we're good. Philip, we want to go with Carson. And I think ultimately it has paid. I, I really truly believe that that's the case. That's, that's how things were lined up. Um, you know, uh, you know, these guys, some, it's hard to take football execs, football players, you know, people who speak to the media, uh, you know, for, you know, for what they say, but the way that things have lined up, I feel like the Colts knew that it was it, Frank Reich really wanted his boy Carson Wentz and, um, and they made sure Philip Rivers knew that that's what they wanted to do. So that's why he decided to hang it up. Yeah, but wasn't Philip Rivers' boy there too for a little bit? Briefly, but not in, for a little bit. He, he, Frank Reich was the 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 offense. I think it was the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach in San Diego for a period of time. But um, you know, it wasn't like his personal pet project where Carson was drafted because Frank Reich liked him. Uh, 
the whole religious thing, which I don't care much for. Um, that that was a big connection between the two. Like Doug Peterson entrusted Frank Reich with scouting Carson, meeting him for the pro day, stuff like that. Stuff that they showed in the in the uh, in the Hard Knocks show, one of the earliest episodes, they talked about that aspect. So, I really truly believe that the Colts phased out Philip Rivers. And, and listen, I, I get it. I understand a lot of you are probably thinking, bro, he's thirty nine years old or thirty nine forty years old. Of course they did. But there was a night and day difference between what I seen this offense last year under Philip Rivers versus this year under Carson, right? There was a couple, there was, there, there was some differences, uh, so, you know, some, some things happened a little bit better under Carson, but I think overall, I think overall the, the Colts took a huge step back um, offensively uh, and defensively this, this, this past season under Carson Wentz's regime. Um, even looking at certain stats um, and such, I, I, I feel it, let me just look through them. Look through stats. Obviously, passing yards was a huge difference between these two. All right, Philip Rivers. And again, he could have taken a step back coming back from this year. Maybe not likely, but uh, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of certainly a whole lot of factors that come into play. Um, you know, under that. But let's see. So Carson Wentz had 322 completions to 516 uh, attempts. Philip Rivers, 369 to 543. So um, a lot more, com- a lot more completions, a lot more, a lot more throws. That's Philip Rivers game. Um, let's take a look at yardage. All right. Carson in a 17 game season, 3,563 passing yards. Philip Rivers in a 16 game season, 4,169. Uh, touchdowns, touchdowns. Um, we'll give that nod to Carson. There's no doubt about it. Uh, 27 to seven touchdown INT ratio, a lot safer with the ball. Philip Rivers was 24 for 11, a big improvement from his, his career that year. Um, <laughs> uh, for, from, from the, his, his, his previous is 2019 season. Uh, a nine. Let's see. QBR. Oh, quarterback rate. I don't think I have a QBR rating here. But the rate ninety seven for Philip Rivers in a sixteen game season, and ninety four point six for Carson Wentz. Not that that it really bears a whole lot. It's relatively close to that factor, but I yeah. feel like. The Colts in an attempt to um, get young, in their attempt to get younger and be able to push the ball downfield a little bit further, they took a step back and be able to push the ball downfield <laughs> further. Did it really show that, though? What do you mean? <clears throat> You're talking about pushing the ball down further, passing yards. They became such a running team. So it was the exact opposite. That's what I'm getting at. Oh yeah, of what of what it is is Wentz wasn't that guy. No. Can he be? Maybe. 
but a big thing that you know I've noticed between the two the gameplay of the t- the two teams or the, these two different you know Philip and, and Carson Carson did not like to go like throw running backs very much, and that was a huge strength for the Philip Rivers led offense in 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 twenty twenty. He loved doing these dump passes to the Jonathan Taylors and to the Naheem Hines, and Carson just did not like throwing to him. Um, which was a, you know, a huge issue when, right. If you're a defense and, and, and Carson's not really taking the underneath throws, right. Not hitting the screens. Things aren't being set up properly. Uh, that sort of stuff. It, 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 you become predictable, even in the passing game rivers loved to dump off. He could still chuck it downfield. He made a couple big time throws, um, his arm strength had declined a little bit, uh, a teeny tiny bit, I guess, over time. Um, you know, they they trusted his final pass, final Hail Mary pass against the Bills was not that great. But um, but he could still mix it up a little bit. He was good in the short, mid, and 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 pretty damn decent in the in the long distance throw category. Carson. Love to t- try and make those big time throws. It didn't necessarily work all the time, but if you look at game film from this year, there's a, there's a few occasions. I think it was one against Tampa Bay and Jonathan Taylor was wide open in the middle of the field. And we all know how dangerous he can be in open space. And Carson just would not take it. He was trying to shoot for a Michael Pittman or Zach Pascal. Yeah. You watched way more Colts games than I did. Right. I'm just seeing highlights and stuff like that. But going off of what I know, what I've seen, I think it's, and from what you're saying, I think it's a maturity type thing and knowing what to do in situations. Rivers knew I'm not going to make that throw. I'm going to dump it off and let the playmakers make the plays. Correct. And it sounds like Carson was more, I'm going to make this play happen. I'm just, his INT ratio didn't show it, I would say. But from what I'm gathering. No, he threw INTs in the worst possible times. (laughs) That was his thing. (laughs) But he just wanted it. He he wanted to make that constant big play where Philip Rivers probably went a little bit more old school and was taking what the defense was giving him instead of Carson Wentz just taking what he wanted. Right. And I think it's a maturity. And if I'm not mistaken, the offensive line was a little bit banged up this year. Right. It wasn't perfect. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of issues heading into this season. Quentin Nelson broke his foot. Carson Wentz broke his foot. Both of them broke their foot. The same exact issue, same exact, you know, injury location, all that stuff. It was, it was a snake bitten. It was a snake bitten year. Um, There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. But then the other thing, it's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is much more of a rah-rah pump you up guy than Carson wants. Yeah. And I'm not making fun of your team, but in my mind, there's not a lot of personality on the Colts. 
Okay. And Philip Rivers was that personality. Frank Reich is not a big rah-rah, in-your-face guy. Carson Wentz is not that type of guy. I mean, there's probably maybe a couple guys that I'm missing. But Philip Rivers was a spark plug. I think that helps more than I would take the four INTs that I would have got, say, you know, whatever that Philip more than what Philip Rivers had, you know, comparing the two from last year and this year, but to have that rah-rah spirit, to have that guy that, you know, it's going to trash talk the other team, but also pick you up. Right. So in my mind, Philip Rivers is much more of a leader. And that's kind of your ultimate thing when you're looking at a quarterback is that one thing is he's the leader. And I hate to bring up another Colts quarterback that, you know, everybody said had every last physical ability in the world, but just didn't have the it a tang- tangibles is Jeff George. Right. Not comparing Carson once to Jeff George, but it, shows you in this league that if your quarterback is not a leader whether he's a even some silent leaders don't even work i don't think i've ever seen a silent leader quarterback too often not make it as far as say the brett Favre's, brady's mannings you know what i mean yeah if you look at the top 10 passing quarterbacks of all time they were all leaders, right? To pass as far as passing yards go, right? Yeah. You got I I, I think it's Marino's in that mix, Big Ben's in that mix, Philip Rivers, Montana, Brady Breeze, uh, Manning. Uh, I think Warren Moon is up, maybe up in the top yeah. ten. You see, Montana had the leadership, but he had the cool, calming leadership, and I think right, that's right. that's that's the same thing, but a, on the same level. I mean, there's that video of Brady just berating Jeff Saturday on the sidelines. A oh, Manning, Manning Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah a Manning doing that. Brady breaking, breaking, you know, tablets and stuff of that nature. Arguing with coaches, you know. Yeah, that sort Warren, of thing. You know, Warren Moon getting upset. We talked to Richmond Webb, and you mentioned Marino. So I don't see that out of I don't I don't see that out of Carson once no no he's he's kind of he felt like this year um seeing him this year right he was just kind of he just felt like he was there he didn't feel like he took over games he didn't feel like a leader like that was that was Darius Leonard our offense I feel like lacked a lot of personality which I know personality doesn't necessarily translate to wins in the National Football League, but yeah. it, it can. It can certainly, right? Last year in 2020, the, the Colts' MO was bring the juice, right? Bring the fire, bring the passion. Yeah. I, I, just, I did not feel like the team had any of that this year. Um, you know, there's some other factors as well. The Colts got off to a really slow start. I think they started off the season one and four. They opened up against Seattle, right? That's a tough loss there. Week two, they lost to the Rams, 28-25, I want to say. Uh, week three, I think they beat the Dolphins. Week four? Week four, they beat the Dolphins. It was week four. So who did they play week three? They, oh, it was the Seahawks. I I got it up here. So. I do, too. If anybody's, like, 
if anybody is like, how does Andrew know over Matt? Well, because I have it up here. Matt's trying to go off. That's of right. Oh, it's Tennessee. I, that's right. I forgot. I two sprains. 100%. That's true. I, I, that's right. Week three, it was uh, he had the sprained ankles and he still played. They just looked bad. Um, Miami and then Baltimore. That there's a couple of close games here. That maybe that Philip Rivers spark. Well, that's I, I, I spark. I don't even know if it's spark at that point, but I think familiarity. The Colts have struggled the last five years or four or five years with consistent quarterback play. We have not had. Excuse me. The Colts have not had a starter play two consecutive years, right? 2017, it was Jacoby Brissett. 2018, Andrew Luck. 2019, Jacoby Brissett. 2020, Phillip Rivers. Uh, 2021, Carson Wentz. You have that familiar familiarity there. Phillip Rivers under, understands the offense heading into the 2021 season. And yeah, it, say it again. He did pretty good because 2020 was kind of a messed up season. It was terrible. We didn't, we didn't even know if we were going to have a season. Correct. And he looked he looked exciting in that regard. And, and I get it. Carson got hurt in the middle of camp in a very important stretch of time. He comes back. He he they, they didn't, weren't expecting him to play against Seattle. All right, they, they weren't expecting him to make it back by week one. He does. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's rough it, where Philip rivers, you know, it, he's not a mobile quarterback. I get it. So he's not running around. He, it, there may be a chance he doesn't sprain his ankle or whatever. I don't know. It, it was a, like the, the play that the, the practice play that Carson hurt his foot on was like cr- fluky, crazy, wild, like this drove me nuts. But man, if you get a guy like Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers is coming back. He's comfortable in this offense. He's familiar. You have a year or two Jonathan Taylor on your side. You have Naheem Hines, T.Y. Hilton's. No, T.Y. wasn't healthy at this point at the early season. But Michael Pittman's emerging. All right. You're going to have him for a full season. Uh, Zach Paschal, who Philip Rivers loved to throw the ball to. And the tight ends, who Philip Rivers is all familiar with at this point. Your Jack Doyle's, your Mo Alley Cox, your. Uh, and of course, the Kylan Granson, uh, you know, who's a rookie, but he's familiar with these pieces. There's chemistry there. All right. And I think that the Colts win maybe all of those. I'm not trying to get too cocky or arrogant here, but, and they did have some defensive woes, but maybe they go 500, three and two in this early stretch, right? They, yeah. th- there's like, the Seattle game was terrible. They did not look like they 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 looked horrible. They, they looked like there was no chemistry. The team couldn't get anything going. It was just a terrible outing. But maybe with Philip Rivers under center, this thing benefits. Against the Rams, all right. I know they have some really really good safeties. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey are just really good defensive players. And I know there was offensive line issues at the time. But man, Rivers Rivers just knew command. He knew. Uh, he had a great cadence about him reading at the line. You're most likely looking at the wins here that put this team in the playoffs. Uh, you know, come week, come week eight, 18, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when your team has a 98% chance to make the postseason and you lose the last two games, it's, it's not a good look. Uh, I was just looking cause Certain things sparked me to look this up that you were saying about not throwing to the running backs and familiarity. 
All right. So, Zach Pascal was he injured for most of the year? He played a majority this year. Okay, so he had 50 less catches yeah. than Michael Pittman. So was Michael Pittman the only wide receiver on that team in 2021? It certainly feels like it. Felt like it. If, if we, well, I didn't mind. I had him for fantasy, but that's <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. But So I'll bag on that for this, but thank you, Carson, for fantasy. But right now, what are you doing? All right. Uh, so looking at... If you look at 2021, the receptions, the reception leader was was Himes with 63. After that, not that big of a difference. Is T.Y. Hilton at 56, Zach Pascal at 44, then Michael Pittman at 40, and then Jonathan Taylor at 36. That's your top five for 2020. Right. You go over to 2021, your top five is Pittman with 88, Taylor with 40, Himes with 40, Zach Pascal with 38, and Jack Doyle with 29. I'm pretty sure defenses were picking up on where the ball was going, as you mentioned. Yeah. And nobody was like, we have other guys with hands on this team. It's not Sandlot football one-on-one, you know, with you and or two-on-two and you, Michael Pittman versus, you know, two other guys it's i i'm glad i looked at this this really i'm not even a colts fan and i'm angered by this right now <laughs> right okay. it, 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 there's a dramatic difference in, in that volume and i get it the team became run heavy but when and that this is the thing that drives me insane is that they became too run heavy i wanted to see them run the ball no doubt you have jonathan taylor the one of the best running backs in the game today and you got to use him Right. You don't just hold on to these pieces and just not unload on them. But man, when your offense becomes so predictable that you're only running the ball and you try to mix it up. And I mean, look at this, this, this Patriots game that I went to. All right. This Patriots game. Five for 12, 57 yards, one touchdown, one INT. If Phillip Rivers ever put that up in his tenure with the Colts, they would have buried him. The media yeah. would have bar- – you would never, ever see that stat line. Does it take away from maybe some of Jonathan Taylor's yardage totals? Possibly. Maybe a little bit. But, man, the ability to mix it up in that efficient way, that would be a truly unstoppable team. Looking at it, if you're a defensive coordinator, we're, okay, it's not a run play. Throw all 11 guys onto Michael Pittman. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he's got two sprained ankles. He's not going anywhere. I'm just looking at what other teams. Okay, just take the Buccaneers. We talk about experience. This probably Philip Rivers would have been what the second oldest quarterback to Brady. Uh, him or and, maybe to Aaron Rodgers. No, Big Ben. Him and Big Ben are tight. Okay. Oh yeah. That's Same great class. Yep. Okay. So you look at the top five receivers on on the Buccaneers. Well, all names, and it's gonna not gonna be anything different, but when you listen to the receiving totals, it doesn't sound as bad. So Godwin got injured with 98, Evans with 74, Fournette with 69, sweet, uh Gronk with 55, and then Antonio Brown, who only played seven games, had 42. There's not there's there's a gaps, but not of 
like 48 difference in receptions. And right. Pascal is not that bad, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's he's actually been, uh, you know, um, he's actually has has been a kind of before this season he was a little bit of an underrated wide receiver too. Like I'm really, like I said, I'm not <laughs> a fan, but this is the Bill Belichick. What are we doing? Like, why is it going to one guy over and over and over again? So, they're definitely a 10-win team, not nine. Uh, I think I would dare say 11. <laughs> yeah, 10 the, or 11. I mean, there, again, there were defensive issues, all right? They blew 10-point leads in three games this year. That Baltimore had the, game was bad. The Baltimore game, the Tennessee game, and the Tampa Bay game. All right. Now, I get it. Defense, play calling, situational, stuff like that. Uh, that's tough. That's, you know, that's that's hard to overcome. But, again, they became one. They be, just became one-dimensional. Right, became, where... the, the team became one dimensional. If you can hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor once or twice uh, in a in a in a let's say a, a four down series, but Philip Rivers can still chuck the ball, make the important throws, make the layups that Carson Wentz could not make. Your team is still pretty volatile. There's still legitimacy there, and you know, listen, I'm not saying that this team is going to go out there. It, I mean, maybe it, it maybe it is a little bit more efficient. Who knows? I'm not necessarily saying that this team goes all the way, right? That they're in the Bengals situation right now. It's certainly inviting. It's it's a cool yeah. thought to think of this this team being that balanced and the defense being as productive as as it could. You know, with that this, this team is in a Super Bowl like situation. But um, yeah, I, I there's just there's vast differences. Or yeah, sure. Carson Wentz gave you a little bit of mobility in you know in, in your quarterback, which is something that I think a lot of teams do need to this day. But where did it get us? It, it cost us. It cost the Colts two wins. It gave them three extra losses. You know, with the extended season. So, I, and I think once again, like you said about the defensive troubles, is. No, I'm speculating. Uh, maybe the defense tried a little bit harder because they knew that, you know, it was Carson Wentz over there, not Phillip Rivers. And there's probably some people going, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. But once again, Phillip Rivers has that more spark plug personality. If Phillip Rivers is going off on the, f- going off the field, He's going to the sidelines and he's talking to the defense. He's probably maybe apologizing, but he's apologizing in a crazy way and he's probably pumping up that defense. Carson Wentz, I don't think, has that personality. No, nah, you just hear him like, let's go. You know, those, those like vague comments that you just like, if you're an athlete, you never want to hear from your coach. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it, boys. Nice job. Like that, that sort of stuff, like pan the butt type stuff. Jason Garrett, the clapper. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm still stuck on the reception thing because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a look. And why is it? I don't see, like, I just looked up. I looked up the Steelers, uh, the Buccaneers, and the Bills, and nobody has, other than the biggest gap out of those three teams, from first in receptions to second in receptions, is not over 30. So why? Why was Michael Pittman this big... I understand he's a very good. He was a volume guy, right? And, and then, the, you know, go. We talked about catches. Look at look at the yardage totals. The yard, I just looked yeah. at that you, yeah. right before he said that. That's horrible. Like that team took a huge step back, and right now there's a lot of people calling for Frank Reich's job. All right, I'm personally sick of Frank Reich, uh, the head coach. I think he's a wonderful human being. There's like a, a great court, you know coordinator and, and all that stuff but i can only i'm not even a player and i can only listen to so many more you got to climb the mountain like situation stories motivational speaking all that stuff um you know i can only take it so much as a fan and like chris ballard who i think is largely overrated as a general manager sorry huh i like him I liked him too, but it's been five years and there's still no AFC South title. Under You know what I mean? There's still no AFC South championship, which is a big thing. If you can't win, the AFC South is the worst division in football. <laughs> if you cannot get a build a team to win the AFC South, you're messing up, man. There's something, there's something very, very wrong. All right. Consistency. It's inconsistency. And look at like, and this is something I brought up. I did uh, one episode of the shot takes uh, recently for our man, Derek Jazz. And as a Colts fan, it infuriated me, right? I know this isn't, you know, the Chris Ballard episode, but um, look at like the bills, look at the chiefs, look what the Bengals threw to get literally. It wasn't even, I wouldn't even call it a, a rebuild, right? It didn't feel like they were, they had any direction. Look what they threw together in two years and look how dominant that team is. And you go and look at the Colts whose wide receiver, wide receiver depth is terrible. Their offensive line has gotten worse. Their defense, while they have some very talented individuals, uh, uh, it can use a lot of improvement. And the quarterback situation after four years after Andrew Luck retired, is it four or three? No, it's only three, but, they had to have some had some kind of inkling after that 2018 season. You have to be able to figure out that situation. I think even if Philip Rivers waits until after this year to retire, the Colts are still in the same situation um, as far as needing a quarterback. You know, Carson might ball out next year. Maybe. I don't think it's likely, but there's a chance, and I will be happy to take back a lot of the things I've said. All right, and negatively about him over the last several months, but you're still in the same situation where you don't have a team that can help a quarterback, you know, that, 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 that a quarterback really wants to come to that a quarterback can just kind of come in and take the reins and, Oh, we're going to the super bowl. We're going to the playoffs or we're going to win the division. Right. Tom, like, let's look at the bucks, man. The bucks were a quarterback away 
from making uh, from from being as good as they were the last two years. Right? They swapped out Jameis Winston, got in Tom Brady. They they won a Super Bowl this past year. They won the, their division, and they you know they they made you know they, they made it to the divisional round of the playoffs, which was you know an exciting yeah, run. If you can't p- just plug and play a quarterback, obviously into the Colt situation because there are so many issues, there's so many holes, and that's so, where a vet like Philip Rivers, in my opinion, could make up for some of that with his just calculated, at least on the offensive side of things, his cal- his calculated, uh, you know, his elevation of guys. And I really thought that Carson could be that guy, right? A couple years ago, he. Through what is he had 4,000 yards, but I think every single he didn't throw it. None of his receivers or targets had over 500 yards receiving. I think yeah, that was a big stat line of his. That's the thing is he should know to spread around the ball. And like you said, I know this isn't the Chris Ballard thing. Do you just feel like he's afraid to make splashes? I think he thought he made splashes with DeForest Buckner and Carson. Buckner's good. Is he? He's not the. I, I think he's pretty good. But he, he's no Aaron Donald. Than, I mean, nobody's Aaron Donald. But I you're, I, you're comparing apples to oranges there. But they look at him. His from his stat perspective, he hasn't got like his. He gets me. He maybe a sack every other game. Uh, you know what I mean? He's just he. I like the Forrest Buckner. Don't get me wrong, but. He do this year. He didn't do. He wasn't. He was non-existent, basically. Twenty twenty-one. He had seven sacks. I guess. <laughs> All right, you got he, me there. You got me there. But that's pretty good. He went so, down from twenty twenty, but I get what you're saying. Okay. <clears throat> you know, a great player, but. These guys aren't getting the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's once again, where the personality comes in, you know, there was defensive players that came back because of Tom Brady and he's on the offense. Right. Okay. So that's, that's, I think that's where Phillip rivers is. If you got that rah, rah, we're going to do this type of guy. You got it. And I don't even know if they would have, because the other crazy thing, you know, if we want to go down that road at some point, even with Matt Stafford, looking at it, I'm thinking it's about the same results. Because like you said, he, there's not, there's not much to work with right. on the Colts offense. I mean, to a Colts fan, people in Indianapolis are probably listening to this. And they're like, dude, you're stupid, but I don't see the Colts all the time. All right. I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm going to concentrate a lot on the Dolphins and whatever games on TV. That's what I watch. So I don't see the Colts all the time. That's why I have to ask questions about Pascal and stuff like that, other than what my knowledge is. And these aren't household names. And when I compare... Once again, I just made fun of you for comparing DeForest or messed around with you for comparing DeForest Buckner to Aaron Donald. But if you're going to compare flashiness and talent, this isn't the old Indianapolis Colts with Harrison and Manning and stuff like that. This no. is a very it's not even close, and they're not they're they're not even close. 
So, and I think, see, I'm, I'm, I think this is one of those episodes where we haven't done this in a while, but I think we're agreeing with each other that it's at least 10 at the most 11 wins. I think you're I think winning. Even, I think it could be. I, I potentially be more, but you are right. At the very worst, 10, 11 wins, I can certainly agree with. He is the, he's the, sorry, I just, what? I just, I just see the funny picture. So it's a meme about Aaron Rodgers from the award show, the oh. football awards. It's him in a suit and somebody goes, he looks like he's at an auction to buy a triceratops tooth. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I think minimum, you know, there's just just that football expertise, that chemistry, that familiarity that he has with the team and, and what to do. And he's seen all sorts of situations. That's the difference. This Colts team is an all-in team. In a couple of years, they're not they're gonna have minimal salary cap space. And they're gonna be they're gonna be in they're gonna be in salary cap purgatory. They have a lot of stars. All right. Darius Leonard just got extended. Big contract, highest paid linebacker, I think. Uh, currently, maybe somebody got one up to him uh, maybe a week later, so I could be mistaken. Quentin Nelson, going to be due for a big contract. Jonathan Taylor, going to be due for a big contract. Uh, Kenny Moore, slot corner, big contract. I'm sure that's going to happen. These are all star set of players. DeForest Buckner at some point is going to need an extension. And we only have the. You don't have the, one. What's that? They just got one when he's. I think they reorganized. They might have extended him. Where? But a lot of piece on the offensive line, like that. Ryan Kelly just got extended. The Braden, Braden, Braden Smith got extended. There's some pieces if they figure out this offensive line, they're going to need these big time extensions to keep them around. The Colts team isn't getting any younger. All right, Quitty Pay in a couple of years. He's a, he's a really nice start so far. These guys are going to need these big time extensions soon. And you don't have the court. You have everybody getting almost every position, every grouping. Yeah, Pittman, duh. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like all these guys need extensions and you don't have, like, it's not your quarterback position. It's, it's scary. Year, right? He's in a second year. So and he was, a, he was a third round draft pick too. So he's got what this year? Was he second? Not? No, is he second or third? I can't. Taylor was definitely a second. I think Pittman's a third round draft pick, unless they snuck two in in the second round. I can't remember. Maybe Uh, they did from that awesome Sam Darnold trade. So Pittman's contract is up in 2023. So next year. No, because we're going into the 2022 season. That's what I mean. Next. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, DeForest Buckner did not. I think they just kind of gave him a semi-extension because he's done in 2024. And if he doesn't start to improve, they could actually get rid of him in 2023 and save themselves. uh, This is where if you get into salary cap problems, save themselves about $20 million in the salary cap. And this is all based on uh, overthecap.com. And... On average, uh, Darius Leonard is making $19.7 million. That's on average. Right. So 
So this team is in essentially in an all a win now mode, and they I feel like they thought they can get it with Carson. And listen, I know that Philip Rivers had a lot of great teams in, in San Diego and L.A., and just things did not work out. But I, I truly believe that, you know, it, at least for hope's sake, right? That's the ultimate thing. If you are a football team, you come in every season with the you have to sell hope. I guess, you know, we're going to build off last year, an 11 and five team that made it to the playoffs. Granted, they were lucky that the NFL extended to a 14 team playoff format, but regardless, you're, huh? You take what you can get. I guess it's not your fault. No, but if you take that away, the Colts only Frank Reich only has one playoff appearance in his four year career. So um, I would like maybe playoff appearance every instead of like every hundred years playoff droughts baby they're fun they're fun when they're broken but i I really do think at at least this year and who knows who knows with old man rivers you know that you're you put yourself in a in a good situation to to win games sell hope and who knows if things hit right Go to a Super Bowl. So, do you think you'll see the Super Bowl? Do you th- what with Rivers? With with with, oh, with with Rivers. So we established they're in. I think they're in. Yeah. Okay, they're in. So, uh, so who is that? The Pittsburgh's out. Pittsburgh would be out. So I think that's and you probably and honestly with with Rivers is you're jumping you're jumping the Patriots and you're jumping the Raiders as well. So you are the fifth seed. You would play Cincinnati in the first round. That's a good chance that that's a win. Is it right? It's entirely possible. Okay. It's entirely possible. The Raiders played them tough. And yeah. honestly, like Cincinnati hasn't like in all credit to them. Wowed, right? They, I mean, their their comeback against the Chiefs was was wowing. All right, that was pretty good. But they haven't been like world beaters in no, any sense. Not, uh, the the only team that I saw was like a world beater this year, like when they were if you, they were just beating the crap out of you. I hate to say it. I'm going to say the name was like the bills. Like the bills were that team where we're going to drop 50 or we're going to lose to you by like, we're going to lose and we're only going to score maybe like 10 to three points. Right. And, but, and I mean, honestly too, if you look at the situation, maybe they are AFC South champs. Maybe they take Tennessee's spot as the number one seed. Maybe. There, there's. It's hard to imagine we're, because of tiebreakers. We're going to agree to disagree on that one. You don't think so at all? I. They got I, swept by Tennessee this year. If you add, you know, if you if if again, I know we said baseline ten eleven, but if yeah. you if in those games were relatively, you know, I know Carson was hurt the first time, but 
you, you know, if you get one of those wins back and a couple of the other, other ones, you're in a, you're in a spot. I, it's probably crazy, but there's still, a, there's a legitimate chance that they take, I mean, Tennessee was lucky to be in that first seed where there's no doubt about it. It, it, They earned it, but they were, they were very fortunate to be in that situation. But I think the whole shape of the playoffs is, is shaken up. If you, if this team is healthy and with, with Phillip Rivers under center, which is more dynamic. But two out of the three games that I think are going to, they're, they're going to probably win with Phillip Rivers. That Ravens game. I don't think they're out of that one. Uh, the Titans overtime one. And then it looks like Tampa Bay. Right. And possibly the Rams, again, possibly that Rams game. They lost by three. So, yeah, maybe. Okay. That's four. That's four right there that that puts the team at a 13-4 and four record. And that is, yeah. right? Like yeah. I'm not like spewing bullshit here. No, like it's, no. it, I know you're not accusing me of that either, but like, no. That's literally the difference between where the being out of the playoffs and and being the number one seed. That was legitimately the difference. Because these are all pretty much three to five point games. Yeah. And you got Philip. The only one that I could see where you'd have a hard time. I don't know why, but Brady's kind of like kryptonite to Rivers at some points. Yeah, so that's true. But, but can, yeah, it's. That was, was that, that one was definitely coaching, but you know the Raiders situation. Uh, you know Rivers has historically one owned the Raiders, and you know, and a lack of a pa- of proper passing came into play there. And defense kind of choked a little bit too, but they didn't really lead the entire game. Jacksonville probably still beats them week eighteen, just because that's the way it is. But they're in already, right? It doesn't matter at that point. And who, I mean, I know Rivers lost there last year too, but again, this team, it, I know I'm just like reaching and reaching and reaching, but I, Carson can't throw. He can, he, his, he, he has issues throwing the ball. All right. He throws it to one guy. He throws it to one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like my son playing Madden with OBJ. He just going to throw it to that one guy constantly. Yeah. Uh, so but the playoff thing is, is interesting. Because I do think they could beat the Bengals. So say they do beat the Bengals. I'm not 100% sure who they would play next. They would advance to play Tennessee. Would they at the lowest seed? If they're fifth, right? No, six and seven seeds didn't win. So um, yeah. if, if that all shapes up, so the Raiders and the Steelers um, are probably not beating KC or Buffalo. So there's a good chance they're in the AFC Championship game. Correct. Strong chance. Yeah. Man, you guys got boned. Yep. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Chris Ballard. <laughs> Thanks, Carson Wentz. You. They were right. They were in the perfect. They were the five seed up until the, like the last two weeks, and they just choked it away. They legit had the shot and. They beat KC with a strong run game last time, bro. Like I'm like, it's, it's crazy. And they're not stopping Jonathan Taylor. You know, this is, this is the infuriating thing is that you never have the best of all everything. It's either. Okay. Like 
oh, we're really good at running this year, but uh, our passing game took a huge step back. Oh, we're really good at passing, Andrew Luck. Oh, <laughs> Frank Gore's our, 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 our RB1. You know what I mean? It, it defensively. Oh, shoot. We got a really good, we got a really good defense. Oh, our offense can't put up points. And this is the, this is the cycle. This is the cycle that I'm talking about. So I'm going to give you some good news. This is possibly his last year. Carson. Yeah. I was looking at over the cap again. What, this like this is, past season or this upcoming season? This upcoming season for 2022. Uh, you guys could just walk away from him after this year, cut him, and don't have to worry about paying him anymore. I know. This is like last year for guaranteed money. I I'd rather trade him. I'd rather trade him. But who wants him? Nobody. This That's is a Thatcher. Last year was a buyer's market for quarterbacks. Yeah. Because you had Carson, Carson once, and you had Matthew Stafford. Stafford was like the Rolls Royce, and Carson once was like a BMW. And then you had Nick Folds, who was like a 92 Ford Tempo. Okay which nobody traded for. Can I, at least that I was really thinking folds was going to the Colts, but obviously that didn't happen. So we went on Stafford. I thought Staff with Stafford was a lock. I was really upset about that. I'm happy for him in retrospect, but I really thought we were getting Stafford. What do you think Stafford would have done with what they, what he was giving? No, I think it would have been a ladder. I think it would have been a lateral move for Stafford. You get reacclimized to a new offense, and the the help's not there. Where again, and if if, they, if Rivers is there, yes, they aren't the best weapons, but he's familiar with them. That's 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 basically my point. The familiarity factor goes a long way. And I think also Stafford might struggle a little bit more in the beginning because of the offense. Yeah. But I think yeah, they kind of I think we hit it, though. Yeah, I, I, I think we hit it, though. This episode turned out way better than I thought it would. I I'm actually thank you, Andrew, for convince reconvincing me to go through with it because I had a couple I'm other angry. ideas. Huh? I'm angry <laughs> I, that we did this episode. You, you you made me angry. Like I was like, OK, I'm going to do this episode because I'm pretty sure, you know, it, it's it's an episode. Let's let's do this. Let's dive into this. And I'm doing it, and you know, I'm listening, and I'm thinking to myself, other than the spark plug thing, what's what's the difference? And that was the only thing that I was thinking. And then you opened my eyes to not passing to the running backs as much, not utilizing the talent around him to see what you have. Right. And I saw that, and I literally got, I was getting angry, and this is not even my team. Like I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong? And and I and I like Carson Wentz. I was like, ah, oh, don't worry, Matt. Everything. No, you know what Carson Wentz? Share the ball. All right. There. Here's Andrew's final thing. If Philip Rivers could have gone, would have stayed, possibly AFC Championship game. But I'm going to say at the very least, you're ten wins. You're in the playoffs. 
and you're out in the wild card. That's at the very least, very far AFC championship game. I don't see them beating, you know, like the chiefs or the bills. If they were to make it too, even though they did beat the bills, but I think that's the high, the low is you're making the playoffs. You're out in the wild card, which isn't bad, but utilize the damn talent Carson. Stop having a safety blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your offensive coordinator? Do you think Mark, that Marcus would play a factor? Well, they lost Sirianni. Uh, I hope not. Played a factor? No, they Frank trusted Carson to call a lot of his own stuff. They they ran a lot of RPOs and Carson just tried to uh be a superstar. <laughs> so that might have been a case. Well, no, but Frank Wright calls the plays though. So that's that's the thing too. So the off Marcus Brady is just there. So it's it's a crapshoot. But obviously, I have some kind of compelling case here for a what if in NFL history. So that makes me feel a little bit better. So thank you for that. No, no, you you definitely. I'm I'm really agitated. <laughs> like I at one point I was playing Madden. I was like, why is Carson Wentz a 72? <laughs> I was like, that's kind of rude. That's like around Tua. Okay, and I'm thinking about it, and now I'm like, you know what? Dude, they put know, Ka- they put Colin Kaepernick as a higher yes. rating than that. And I'm thinking to myself He's at right least an now, 83 or something like that. I'm thinking to myself right now, he deserves that 100. percent I I I think I'm on the side with Jack. I'm almost leaning towards the Jack side of things. Carson Wentz. Almost a bum, almost into Andrew Len's bum status. Oh, uh, throw the ball, just oh, uh, spread it around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think we hit it, everybody. That is it, Andrew. Thank you again for uh, let me do this, uh, encouraging oh. me to still to go through with this, listeners. We hope you enjoyed it. All right, the off season has a when I say officially officially begun we are in the full swing of off-season football and i am excited we're going to have some fun this off-season you've gotten a small taste of it so far with these what ifs with our trivia game with retro fantasy football game um amongst other things so stick with us keep on supporting find us on facebook and uh seriously love and appreciate each and every one of you let's have a good week thank you so much on behalf of andrew and i till next time the two-point conversation is good.